Portland Timbeers, a podcast about soccer, beer, and whatever else is on Gary's mind. And easily listening. <laughs> <laughs> snapping, snapping show tunes. Yeah. Well, I'm in a good mood, my friend. Paul's right in the world. Is it? Yeah. It's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, my yeah, buddy. Yeah, back at you. 11 11. This is the actual Veterans Day. Correct. <clears throat> Not the recognized, recognized Veterans Day. Recognized begins tomorrow. Correct. So, uh, Veterans Day was also known as... It was put on this day, but what was this day also? Today is actually the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. Yes. Armistice Day. Armistice Day. Yes. Yeah. So... Lots of stuff to go there. So, President Trump out doing his thing over in Europe, traveling around, giving speeches, recognizing the American vets, just as past presidents have done for the last umpteen years. Many, many, many. Yep. So, one of those presidential things, I'm guessing, that is like a cool duty to get to do. So, But, uh, yeah, salute to you veterans out there, and, uh, of course... Gary and I salute you as one of you, uh, two veterans here. Fellow veterans. Yep. Thank you for your service. Thank you all. So, uh, we got kind of a big show. We haven't been on for a while. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) what would you take a sip of? Dark beer. (laughs) Something black. Something black. (laughs) Creamy head. Eh. Meh. What's it taste like besides black? <laughs> like a biz. No. It's it, not uh, a biz. It's Black Widow is what it tastes like. But I don't think it's Black Widow. No, not Black Widow. Hey, I did bottle that, but we'll talk about it later. So, um, so anyways, the uh, Portland Timbers played Seattle Sounders, our <laughs> arch nemesis rivals. Yes. And uh, the game delivered beautifully on all levels. That was crazy. Just a crazy game. Thanks for coming over, buddy. Yeah, it was. A, thanks for having me over. Yeah, That's so good invite. Good what? Four or five? What? Maybe six of us there. Debbie was there. Cam was there yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Uh, good old Johnny. Andrew and John. Yeah. Yeah. So good time. So uh, could kind of kick back in the house, go unfiltered, and not have to worry about women and children around. So, anyways, what'd you think of the game, my friend? That was crazy. We're gonna crazy, win. Crazy game. We're gonna win the league. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Sporting Kansas City is—they're a tough team. There's no question about it. But um, we seem to do fairly well against them. I don't know. In, in pressure situations, so it's icing on the cake at this we'll point. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, very definitely. Right. So we talked about it. We didn't have a big. I guess I didn't. I'll, I'll take ownership. I didn't have good thoughts about how this season was going to turn out. No. Um, same team as last year, for the most part. Yep. Uh, so same players, for the most part. Brought New coach. Key people in at, yeah. at key times. Um, but I'm not quite sure that with the new system and any of that, that it was going to work out. And it's worked out fairly well. Not a beautiful game of soccer. It's a counter yeah. style. Yeah. Um, fun to watch, right? Because it's explosive when it happens. Boy, is it! But it's uh, yeah, it's got but us it's, in the Western volatile. Conference Finals. It's very volatile. Yeah, it's volatile. <laughs> so, and the nice thing is, you got some edge there with Blanco and Guzman, who should be back this week. Um, but yeah, so eleven twenty-five, time to be announced. Yes, we play Kansas City at home. At home. Tim's already bugging me about a road trip. <laughs> he says Jamie won't let him go to the uh, championship if it happens. Don't worry. We still don't think it's going to happen. We want it to, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. So now he wants to do a road trip. And I'm like, you can't road trip to Kansas City. That's a cross-country travel, dude. Yeah, that that's that's a very long trip. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. for a weekend like over and back type thing. Yeah, not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, for no. a championship, maybe, but for a game, I have a feeling we're going to get whacked on. Yeah. Yeah. Now. So you no. know what would be totally wicked cool? What's that? So Columbus yeah. 
How'd that game turn out? Do we know? That was on just a few minutes ago. I did not see the results. Uh, we'll have to look that up. So we'll look that up and update this because this could be a blown theory. But if Columbus beats New York and moves to the Eastern Conference Finals against Atlanta, and then Columbus wins <laughs> against Atlanta, yeah, they do the championship in Portland because we're above them in above the standings. Them. That would be the only way that would happen, huh? Only way it happens. But the party's at our house in a rematch of 15. That would be freaking... That would be awesome. <laughs> that would just be so awesome. Wouldn't that be... That would be awesome. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not going to hold my breath, though. No, there's a lot of shit that's got to happen there. That, that's like every star out there aligning perfectly, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll have to look it up at one of the breaks, but how that's turning out with Columbus in New York. Yeah. But Columbus was up 1-0 in aggregate at the start of the game. Um, so it could happen. But then they've gotten their clocks cleaned against uh, Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's a good matchup. Versus, like, if New York goes against Atlanta, that's a good matchup. Right. So we'll have to see. Um, you looking it up? Yeah, I tried to. Beautiful. So that match was unbelievable. I posted a kind of an impromptu shout-out to... Popinski, Soda Popinski podcast. Um, for those that don't know, if you uh, type in Popinski Popcast, P O P C A S T, um, there's a gentleman, Barnacle Brian, that used to DJ and mix some freaky tunes mixed with some synthesized voice um, and game clips to get the Timbers Army filed up. And. Oh, New York's up 3-0. That's final. Oh, that's final. They this thing's kicked done living, shot. Kicked the living crap out of them. That's three... I guess that was home goal, so... But yeah, yeah they won, handedly. Yeah. So anyways, um, I did a tribute yesterday, or posted it yesterday, uh, with the Sounders stuff just kind of spliced in there, beating the Sounders. So it, it's a good one, but it's a, it's a, it's a shout-out tribute to you, Brian. <laughs> um. Well, there you go. That blows that out. Columbus is not coming home. Nope. I mean, we're either going to New York or Atlanta or nowhere. Or nowhere. <laughs> I got money saying nowhere. Oh. I don't think we're beating Kansas City. Stranger things have happened. Like what? 2015. Yeah, it's a different team, different place, different time. You know, it's funny. It's a different team, but you look at it, a lot of the players are back. They they are. You know who's not back? You're Rudy. You're Rudy. You know who else is not there? Yeah, there's a couple that aren't there. Audie. Yeah, Audie's not there. You also, <laughs> you also don't have uh, Nagby in there. You don't have a, a couple other keys, but... <laughs> Rodney Wallace. But there's two two players that we didn't expect to get back, and they're back. Who's that? Well, Milano. Milano's one, and uh, our left back Viafana. Yeah. Well, bringing the bringing the boys back. Maybe I mean, those, uh, those, those are two guys that we never expected to see again, and yet here they are. I watched some of the clips of the uh, or some of the Atlanta game today. And Nagby's a little douche, man. Is he? Yeah, they were subbing him off at the end, and he's doing the typical, like, stroll and walk here, walk there, yeah. walk here, just to kill time. And the New York City players are pushing him off. They're like, come on, dude, get off get off the pitch. Yeah. And he is barking at him. And I'm like, Nagby never barked at anybody on our team. He was just like, Nagby. Like, he, was, he was pretty laid back when he was here. No, he was like angry Nagby. Wow. So he's taking on the persona of that team. Either that or he knows that Tata, the head coach, has gone next year, so he's screwed. He made a bad decision. That, that could be, too. Unless. Unless they pull him back. Yeah, he could come back and join the team. You just never know. You know what? Come see what a real quality fan base <laughs> looks like again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One that appreciates their players. Yeah, not playing in a football stadium. Yeah. So, anyways, well, we'll have to see how that turns out. And again, hats off to you, Timbers. Well done. Again, 
major icing on the cake. Yeah, uh, they've they've done an amazing job with the rebuilding here. And Seattle, you're still douchebags. So uh, later, have fun in the off season. Bye bye. Yeah, fish gutted. Well, what'd you do today? Did you do anything for Veterans Day? Uh, a lot of shopping. Uh, a lot of shopping. That's not Veterans Day stuff. Uh, no. No, but it's all stuff that had to be done. Well, there you uh, go. New mattress on the way. Really? Yeah, my other one is just too firm. Um, wow. Hurting my rib cage, hurting my, uh, hurting my shoulder. Um, it's just way too firm. So I wanted a softer mattress. Um, decided to finally get nightstands after, you know, 48 years. Wow. You're like moving on up, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm growing up. Um, wow. What you're doing is moving more furniture into the place so that we, when we move you. <laughs> yeah, it's... But they, it has to be done. I yeah. mean, I've got stuff that now needs to be on a nightstand. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have any nightstands. <laughs> well, you need... Where'd you buy nightstands at? Uh, more furniture. Nice. Good. Yeah. Great place to go. Yeah. Little, they had a little Veterans Day sale going on, so... Sweet. Did you get any extra off for being a vet? Um, I don't know that I did per se, but they had uh, they had some pretty good deals. So hmm. the the mattress I got ended up having a free base come with it, adjustable base. So oh, I can't complain there. Uh, and then I did some grocery shopping. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, we uh, took a road trip out to Cornelius Pass Roadhouse to get some stamps. Cool. And then hit the Rock Creek Tavern to get our last set of stamps for that little zone in the passport. Yeah. And got a free burger out of it. So enjoyed a burger, enjoyed a pint of Black Widow as I sat out there in that fine establishment of Rock Creek Tavern. (laughs) Every time I go there, I'm reminded... This place kicks ass. It's like an old log cabin out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's smoky, and you smell like smoke, and <laughs> it kicks ass, man. That's It's one of the best McMiniman sites they've got, So, and it's in the middle of nowhere, which sucks because I would love to go to a concert out there, have a couple pops, Yeah. but it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, that's DUI city, like no way in hell. <laughs> so they need like a, a Uber, a lift stancher nearby. So. Yeah, something. But uh, yeah, so that's what we did. Is we we shot out there and did that. So um, cool. and then let's see. While I was out there, I learned that Terminator's birthday is coming up. So Terminator, their stout from yeah. McMenamins, having a birthday on eleven nineteen, and they got a whole bunch of stuff that's going in line with that. So. Versions of Terminator, I'm guessing. Uh, Discounted pints and growlers and all that good stuff. Terminator onion rings. I mean, you name it. You name it, they're doing it. So, kind of cool, but happy birthday, Terminator. I'm digging that. Well, what do you think of that first beer you're drinking? What is that? Is that the one you brought or the one I brought? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. The first one? Yeah, it's dark. That's all I know. What are you tasting it? Anything? Any spice? No spice? Well, I got a cold, so my my uh, my taster's off. Well, this one would be perfect for somebody with a cold. Um, you wouldn't necessarily taste it, but I mean... Okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm getting that. So pull, a second, pull the second one and see what you got on that one. I haven't done that yet either myself. Ooh, that's got a good malty smell to it. Yeah, yeah. And a good multi mouth feel to it too. Yeah. Is that yours or mine? That's yours. That's mine? Yeah. And the first one's yours? Yeah. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So I picked this up at Costco, if this is the right bottle. Yep, no, this is your bottle. So you brought this one. And this is the Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar in the liter bottle. Yeah. So, fantastic beer. Debbie, it's one of Debbie's favorites, flat out. Uh, we actually just had a six-pack we finished here. And then I picked up this Stone Brewing um, Excovesa uh, Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. <laughs> what was that look? Mexican hot chocolate stuff. Yeah, I just I'm just not getting how I messed that up that bad. So it's Pasilla peppers, um, a stout brewed with 
chocolate, coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. 8.1% stone my, brewing. My taste buds are so jacked up. Well, you got a cold. You're that, fighting it. That I'm taking a hazelnut brown ale and thinking it's a marzipan, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's how jacked up my, my taste buds are. So if you take, as that opens up, that stout, if it was let it get a little bit warm, you can definitely taste the spices start to come out and pop. So... And then the hazelnut. I mean, I think this is this one from Rogue, the hazelnut nectar. It's one that I like crisp and cold. When oh, it yeah. opens up, I'm like, eh. But yeah, it's funny now that I know what's what. I can go back and I can taste the haz- the hazelnuts. Yeah, in that hazelnut brown. But before it was t- it was smelling and tasting very malty. I don't get that now. Well, there you go. Percep- well, we got two. Perception is amazing how it messes with your your tastes. Totally. So beer three is two-thirds hazelnut, one-third hot chocolate, which should be fantastic. <laughs> Frankenbeer. Also known as a blend. So one of the guys I work with, he wants to come on the podcast at some point with us. But he, uh, I think I was telling you this the other night, him and I were kind of spitballing back and forth about wax tops, kind of like <laughs> yeah. you and I do. <laughs> And he's like... Brilliant idea this guy came up with. Yeah, we were going back and forth, and he's like, you know what? What if they put a wax top on such and such? And I'm like, wait a minute. What if they put a wax top on a can? He's like, that's freaking fantastic. Yeah. He's like, and then we could put a foil on top of it and charge like 15 bucks extra for a can. I'm like, yeah, just that. We could do that with Budweiser. Yeah. Get a can of Budweiser, dip it in red wax... And sell it for five bucks extra, saying it was a special Budweiser. You could, yeah, that Christmas blend. It's a Christmas blend Budweiser, <laughs> especially if you got like that apple cinnamon scented wax. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't even have to change the beer taste. No, the smell alone would change the taste of the beer. People would be like, "This is fantastic! I'll pay five bucks this, extra for that." This is the best beer they've ever had. Wax top cans, dude, coming soon. That's gonna be. <laughs> Extra five bucks per can. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's coming, I'm telling you. That's a new thing. I, Christmas, I may wax top cans for everybody. There you go. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you're going to open the can. <laughs> Old-fashioned can openers. That's what I said, where you poke the two holes like the oil cans. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Break through the seal. And it's got the two holes, right? One a vent and yep. one a pour. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah, you can't use the little twist or the thing on top. Because you don't that need the pull tabs anymore. That pull tab will be no good with a bunch no. of wax. Yeah, don't need it. So, well, um, yesterday, Abyss was released. I usually track this stuff pretty good. Did not track it. Uh, Tim texted me today because he was over at the brewery. Yeah. And he enjoyed a vertical flight um, at the Abyss kind of day two release party. He had a 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 vertical flight. Yeah, I saw that. So, pretty cool. Um, what we learned is there's no barrel series at all this year. So, they did not did not do the tequila barrel, the brandy barrel, or whatever barrel they're doing. So, they got away from the fancy stuff. They're just sticking with Abyss this year. Huh. Which is good, right? Because I think last year, I mean, we were still seeing... I got the hiccups. Still seeing Abyss <laughs> on store shelves from last year. Yeah. Like up up until a few weeks ago. Because it was just too many varietals. Right. And I think it really took away from people just buying Abyss. And it's going to be interesting to see what that does in the next couple of years. Right? Yeah. Because I think, I mean, I think Abyss kind of jumped the shark with some of that stuff. And it, the novelty was kind of cool. But when you do it three years in a row with yeah. these specialties. Yeah. Like, the Rum Barrel Abyss and the Brandy Abyss, to me, was very, very good. And the Bourbon Barrel was okay, too. But the Tequila or the Gin <laughs> Barrel or, I mean, some of this other stuff they were doing, not so good. And then, moreover, if somebody's going to spend 25 bucks, 30 bucks on one of those bottles, they're not going to buy the 2017 or 18 Abyss, right? No. So that's the deal is that I think it just takes away from the main deal. Yeah. 
So, well, we'll have to see. You know, I'm a sucker for it. So, oh yeah, sucker. I'm gonna go find some abyss here soon. <laughs> Probably tomorrow on veteran, like vet, a veterans observed holiday. Vet, veterans observed holiday yeah. for some people. Yeah, we'll have to go uh, snag some like abyss. the stadies and others for the stadies. Sta- oh, stady workers. Yeah. Well, that's me. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And feds. Yeah, and the feddies. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's just normal people that actually work it. You know what? <laughs> Thank you for paying my paycheck, Gary. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of excited about Abyss. So, in the uh, fermenter still is my Abyss clone. Yeah. So, um, end up pulling. I'm having a hell of a time keeping the temperature. That seed mat is not keeping things really at 70. Well, like, you know, it's kind of hard when the temperature outside gets down to 29 degrees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so I'm, I'm having some issues, especially because Cameron and Debbie keep that uh, garage door open. Yeah. So all of that wind just blows in there, and so I'm well, lucky to... Freezes you out. Well, I'm keeping it at like 62 or 64, but there's no way it's staying at 70. So I've got no yeah. low side temperature control at this point. Yikes. So That could be good, though. But that's okay, because there's a lot of people that drop and crash it anyways. Yeah. Right, so... And it's still good enough that the yeast is still doing its thing, but it's definitely not as fast as it was. The, the, the key right now is that your your alcohol content is still going up, right? Slowly. <laughs> yep, slowly. I, I wanted to actually drop it into a... Uh, into a keg this weekend, but we've still got a little bit of fermentation going, I'm guessing. Yeah. And I've still got a little bit more to go. What I do need to do is drop the trub at the bottom. Um, and actually, I thought about that today, and I totally spaced it. So. Yeah. So we got to do that, and then uh, hopefully that abyss is good. What, what about you? Where are we at with you brewing, dude? Yeah. Next weekend, probably. What are you brewing? Um, I think I'm going to do uh, my oatmeal milk chocolate stout. So Debbie today, when we were at Rock Creek Tavern, I was talking about, I'm like, i got to get Gary Bruin. I was talking about John and Will and yeah. Andrew and this whole thing. But I'm like, Debbie, you need to go tell Gary you want the milk chocolate stout because she really liked that. And she actually yeah. brought that up. So, and she's like, well, I'm going to tell him. So don't be surprised when we go downstairs <laughs> and she's like, hey. When are you brewing the milk chocolate stout? Yeah, I've got everything for it except the uh, specialty grains. So I've got to go get some of the, the chocolate grains, and then I think I've got everything. You got the yeast for it and all that? Uh, well, i got to get the yeast, too. And the but, hops, right? Um, I think I have the hops. Really? In the, in the freezer. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be great if you got that going. And so I'm planning out my second beer, and I'm like, what are we going to do, man? I've got five gallons of abyss that's sitting in my fermenter. I've got, yeah. <clears throat> I have 12, did I get 12? 12 See, bottles of the Black Widow? 12 bottles of Black Widow, uh, like really 12 and a half bottles of Black Widow. Yeah. So I've got that sitting downstairs just in case I need to blend, but also to keep a few bottles. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, but it's interesting. I pulled that stuff out of the uh, ferment or out of the keg yesterday. Yeah. What was left from the party? Yeah. And um, was able to fill half of a or basically what twelve bottles or whatever. Twelve bottles. Yeah, that's half a case. So, but I've always well, read no, about this with case, the bottles. Right? Yeah, full case. So I always read this about the bottles. If you clean the bottles, do your thing, sanitize them, and then you throw them into the freezer. Yeah, you chill them first. Yeah. So I froze the suckers solid. Then you get no foam. Yeah. So basically stuck my stick down, basically jammed this PVC stick or this vinyl stick into the tap handle, right? So the little quick tap, the handy picnic tap there, stick the stick up in there. And then jam the stick down and then turn the bottle at almost like 20 degrees. Yeah. And just kind of let it fill up sideways. Yeah. So that it was filling up against like the edge of the bottle this way. Right. And then once I saw it get to about halfway up the neck. Then start tipping it Then up. I tilted it pop up and it was fairly decent. Um, not perfect, but fairly decent. No head, pop the cap, golden. 
And what I noticed was the foam was actually freezing because the freaking bottles were so cold where the foam was freezing on the way up. So then I was easy just able to cap it. Huh. So it worked very well. Now, the test is, do I have any carbonation in there? That will be the test. Because... <laughs> And I did the double double cap thing too, where I'm like tamp down, tamp oh, down. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've actually developed a uh, a new capping system myself. Um, I don't. Ju- I do a quad. <laughs> yeah. So I do the one. I rotate it a quarter. I do it again. Rotate it another quarter. Do it again, and then rotate it one more quarter and do it. But I think you were telling me it's a pain in the ass to get the lid off. Yeah. But I think it's sealing it, it really well, it. so yeah. that I'm I'm keeping carbonation in there. Yeah, it's way better. But and and I, the other thing I've noticed is I've been using the the uh, the gun, the Blickman gun. Oh, did you use it? Oh yeah, and uh, I'm using it with a gravity feed versus uh, CO2 feed on it. Right, the pressurized feed. Right. And there's no foam. Hmm. I mean it's amazing i don't have to worry about foam blowing out the tops i don't have to worry about and i don't have to chill the bottles either i just rinse them out upstairs with the star sand take them downstairs and just start filling wow it's been kind of kind of nice of course i do it in the garage though and the garage is like at 63 degrees 62 degrees so it's a little cooler in the garage but but yeah i've been lucky enough not to have ice like the huge geysers everybody are always talking about just every time before that i would try to fill the bottle out of the keg man i mean it would be three quarters foam one quarter beer and then it would geyser and it was just like it was fighting it nonstop. and so this actually worked and made me pretty happy so we'll see and you're feeling from the keg that's carbonated though right the carbonated keg yeah yes. that's a lot tougher yeah <laughs> Yeah. That's a lot tougher. Yeah. So and so yeah, this is carbonated beer. So I'm hoping to yeah. hold CO2 hold out of it. Hold the CO2. Right. So we'll we'll have to see because the last few times I've been unsuccessful, and I know your first batch on that you were unsuccessful. Totally unsuccessful. So I was just like, screw that. I'm yeah. going back to the old uh, bottle and carbonation sugar. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm again. I'm going to hold a few bottles just in case I need to blend. Yeah. I may just purposely blend some abyss with a couple of those just to see what, how that turns out. That yeah, could be you, an interesting. You can call them the abysmal spider. Yeah, the abysmal or the. Yeah, I got nothing. I thought I had something. <laughs> and then the music died, and I was totally screwed. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so I was thinking about what beer am I going to do because that's where we started with this. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I've got abyss in the works. I've got. Um, some black wood of this residual. Got a few adventure lands sitting there, but I need to start thinking. Do I like move towards lightening up, like spring beers? Spring beers already, dude. I got a lot of freaking abyss. I'm gonna have to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> I may be drinking abyss for a while, and if it doesn't turn out, we need a still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, um. But I thought about if you're going to brew next week, then I'm not going to worry about it because I was thinking about doing a batch, and then I was like, eh, no, no reason to. But if you brew, then that's better for me. And yeah, then, you're at capacity, so yeah. And I've got to actually pop that abyss into the fridge here before long. So yeah, maybe I'll drop that into the keg and kind of go from there. But we do need to start prepping for that Timbers Army Brewfest thing that happens oh, in April, yeah. May, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't, we weren't prepped. So well, yeah. by the time we hit January, Feb, we've got to have some sort of Kolsch or lager in. And That's a good point. Perfect temperatures to lager in right now in January. You know, that is a very, very good point. So, um, yeah. So I was thinking about doing that cream ale that I did because that would be decent but I was trying to think of the rules we'll have to look those up those up they were what under 5% because it was a session beer yeah sessions and then and it was, was like IPA or pale ale or some sp- weird other rules yeah so I don't know we'll have to go on and look and see what that looks like but well let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about open air fermentation because that was kind of one of the thoughts that I had 
of something to do, something to toy around with, um, introducing fruit in an open-air fermentation into a beer. So we'll come back and talk open-air fermentation. On this wonderful Veterans Day, I want to express the incredible gratitude of the entire American nation to the millions and millions of veterans who bravely defended our nation in uniform and the strong families whose unwavering love and support allowed you to answer the call of duty. We applaud your service, salute your sacrifice, and pay tribute to your profound patriotism and love of our country. You have earned our freedom with your strength, determination, and truly unbreakable resolve. America's veterans are this country's greatest national treasure. There's nothing close. You are the best role models for our youngest citizens, and you are the constant reminder of all that is good, decent, and brave. You have given this country all that you have to give. And just as you fulfilled your duty to America, now America must fulfill our duty to all of you. We must ensure that our veterans are given the care and support they so richly deserve. That is our unwavering commitment to those who served under the flag of the United States. It is the highest honor of my life to serve as the Commander-in-Chief of our heroic armed forces, and our obligation to our courageous men and women is absolute. We must provide our service members with the best equipment, resources, training, and support in the world. And we must ensure that support continues after our heroes return to civilian life as veterans. We are very, very proud of them. Today, I ask all Americans to show their love, support, and gratitude to you, our veterans. The men and women who make freedom possible to protect America against all of its enemies and whose sacrifice forges the noble bonds of peace. There is nobody like you. No words can serve as a better tribute to your service than the battlefields where you fought for our flag and the cities and towns that live in freedom only because of you. Your strength is America's spine. Your devotion is America's soul. And your patriotism is America's beating heart. So today and every day, the shared heart of the American people beats with pride for our beloved veterans. On behalf of myself, Melania, my entire family, and a grateful nation, thank you to each and every one of America's veterans. May God bless you and your families, and may God bless the United States of America. Thank you. There it is. Controversial. But a salute to you veterans. Controversial? Yeah, we'll catch some shit from somebody. I guarantee. <laughs> but don't come at us. until Unless you served, you got nothing to say to us today. Well, here's the controversy from my side then. Yeah. If they think there's controversy because we put that on our show, fuck them. Yep. They need to leave the U.S. <laughs> no, they just need to not listen to our show. I mean, I get it. Everybody's yeah. got their views. But there's lots of other stuff there to listen to. Sure. Plenty. But again, it's about the veterans today, not about <clears throat> people's personal beliefs. It's not about politics. It's yep. not about anything else. And I got lots of clips here I could play. I got Obama's clip. I got Bush's <laughs> clip. I got Clinton's clip. Did Tons all of it. Them. Yeah. But you know what? I chose that one. Sure. Because it's relevant now. In the now. In the now. So anyways, uh, did you try the uh, beer I just poured you, buddy? No. It's a little mini. It's a Veterans no. Day special. Yeah, I know what happens with minis. Minis are, you know, C4 comes in really small packages, too, and there's a reason. <laughs> I don't think this is above 16%. <laughs> so. You don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's above 16%. Jeez, it smells like it could be. It's jet fuel, baby. I told you it's a Veterans Day special. Wow. I believe it's actually called jet fuel. (laughs) How's that? It's jet fuel. (laughs) Holy shit. Is that a bourbon barrel cascade? Um... 
I don't know. We'll have to peel it back. That's kind of what I'm tasting. Bourbon it, barrel, cask aged. Anything else in it? No, that's about all I'm getting. It's just booze? Pure booze on that back end. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way the beer's fighting through that. It's all barrel aged bourbon. That's all you're getting? You remember that cease and desist we had the other night? Yeah. This is this brother spanning and <laughs> since. Sensity. Uh, oh my god. Spending in Sensity. Brewed and bottled in the Netherlands. These guys are getting nuts. Yeah, these guys are strong beers. Let's see. Handcrafted, unfiltered, unpasteurized. <laughs> Enjoy within five years. Keep cool <laughs> and dark. Recommended drinking uh, temperature is 10 degrees Celsius. <laughs> it's. Water, pale malt, malt, smoked malt, caramel malt, brown malt, chocolate malt, and roasted malt. And Uh, saws hops, chili, peppers, and sea salt. Yeah, what's the ABV on that thing? 9.8%. And is it it a barrel aged? Yeah, well, I'm sure. I don't know. Brewed bottle. I don't think so. It tastes like a barrel aged. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, pretty wicked strong beer. Have you tasted it yet? Uh, Broey de Molden is the brewery. So, all right, give it a bad boy. Take a slug of that because it tastes exactly like a barrel aged beer. If it's not, I don't know how they pulled that off. Oh, that's the smoke in it. Yeah, the smoke is mixing Ooh-hoo. with the salt. I wouldn't say it's barrel, but I would say that's a. Thick... That's how they. That's how they pull off a barrel aged taste. Then is they put smoked malts with uh, salt well there's that guy what was it brew dogs actually took that malt remember and they put it in like a barbecue and they did the uh the meat on top they did like a brisket on top yeah and let the drippings hit yeah. the meat or the yeah. the the, uh, malt. the malts yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's smoked malt is what that is sure so we should do that that should be my next beer that's brisket brisket based malt brisket based beer too I'm going to marinate some brisket in the beer and then ferment it. Heart attack in a bottle. Why? You don't like brisket? <laughs> Brisket's great. <laughs> I, used to, I used to go to Dickie's <laughs> all the time and get the brisket mac and cheese, baby. I don't want to hear what you did at Dickie's. Yeah. That's what landed me in the ticker shop. <laughs> no more brisket for Gary. Just turkey and chicken and salmon. Damn it! <laughs> you can have brisket every once in a while, can't you? It has special occasions. What are you having for Thanksgiving? Like every 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it another 50 years. I can have some brisket. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Well, why not? Because um, I've uh, had a little history since August. Oh. <laughs> it repeats itself about every two <laughs> freaking weeks. Yeah. Well, so uh, I'm hoping to avoid all that crap. So I, I don't plan on planning anything um, just because th- I don't want to have to cancel. But Thanksgiving should be good for you, right? Because it's turkey, which is lean. So that'd be oh, good. Oh, sure. Yeah, food-wise, I should be good. I should be good with no problem. Because you get lots of veggies. You get you know, lean meat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't see an issue happening there at all. Because um, we... Uh, I think we're going to Deb's parents, so and I know we invited it last year, but if you've got nothing going, you can have some turkey, watch some football, hang out, take the pressure off of me with the in-laws there. <laughs> That'd be nice of you. I see, I see where this team. invitation's going. <laughs> hey, you know what? This has got to be mutually beneficial. <laughs> this can't just be all about you and your ticker. It's got to be about me and my ticker. Exactly. <laughs> Keeping you sane. Yeah. Oh, God. So. Hey, there's two of these others sitting over there, too. Hey, tell you what. Don't do a Frankenbeer and then the beer you just poured. Don't do it. We should do a Frankenbeer with this beer. we got a little bit left. That'll. What would that do with that? Well, that was the next challenge I've got here is how can we make the best Frankenbeer possible out of what we have right Mix here? Mix all three. I know, but to what levels? What, what ratios? Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe... Two thirds hazelnut, brown, nectar, uh, maybe a splash of that stuff you just poured. 
<laughs> I mean a splash. That would be a teaspoon. Yes, and then uh, the rest, uh, your your other beer there. <laughs> the stone <laughs> exocavesa. Yeah, the, the hot chocolate beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is Costco special, man. This was like like four bucks for uh, 9.8%. So, Whew. Yeah, that we're going with good. some high uh, high gravity beers tonight. No, this one's light, right? <laughs> one beer was light. Oh, this is 8.1%. Yeah, you got 8.1. The other one's what? 9.8. Nine, nine, eight. It's not and 16 then, like we thought it was. Thank God. Um, and then we have uh, Blurry Vision, so I couldn't tell you what the other one is. You know why I picked a Netherlands beer for uh, Veterans Day? Operation Market Garden? Uh, not exactly, but, <laughs> but yeah. But <laughs> you do know that was a complete failure. Yes. <laughs> the Netherlands, uh, again, our connection, World War II. That works out well. Yeah? Yeah. So I was like, and then spanning insensitivity. Sens- I don't even know what that word means. Yeah. Where's Nichols? We need him to know. We need his high school teaching brain. Yes. Sensity. Tim, what is that? Spanning sensity. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what else we got on this agenda? So we've talked a little bit about beers. We said we were going to talk a little bit about open air fermentation <laughs> and fruit and fruit. What the hell? So what drove me out of home brewing was well, that I had a kid. Really, that was the biggest thing. <laughs> but the other excuse was that I tried to make a framboise for Debbie, who at the time loved framboise, which is a raspberry, thick, syrupy type Yeah. It's beverage. a pretty good beer. Yeah. And so she loved it. So I was like, oh, let's make one. And so I did a full fruit framboise because why mess with purees? Why mess with <laughs> why, the... Why mess with the clean stuff when you can go with a dirty fruit? And I had crazy ass fermentation blowing <laughs> bottles in the garage non-controlled <laughs> and thick raspberry goo like everywhere in the garage everywhere. yeah so and then four subsequent batches later i couldn't get the yeast strain out of my equipment <laughs> so all of my batches would just start getting these funky flavors blowing bottles and all that so like it literally all went downhill for like a month afterwards so it was like, all right, I'm done. You gotta and, start cleaning with jet fuel. Well, I didn't. I didn't have Starson at that time, <laughs> and we used bleach, and we right. used. I mean, this is like 20 years ago. But if bleach didn't kill it, you know you got an issue. Yeah, you know me. I'm not necessarily <laughs> process oriented. I need like some sort of chemical to like just cover for my lack of attention to detail. It's called a flamethrower. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm great with big concept, but uh, yeah, small micro detail, not my deal. Like I need people around me that can do that shit. I need minions. So I got an idea. We're going to make a brisket beer, and we're going to make it out of raw brisket. <laughs> raw gonna... brisket. How do we pull that off? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be the guy that, like, is squeezing and pressing brisket juice into the beer. And yeah. Some rocket scientist is like, hey, why don't we uh, cook that up and, like, take the drippings? and Why don't, why don't we just cook it and yeah. use the drippings? That's, that's, again. Versus, I, versus raw meat and blood. I come up with the ideas. <laughs> I need people to execute. Execution, that's all on you guys. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I get blown up bottles and shitty raspberry miss messes all over the place. So, open air fermentation. Um, I think you're kind of asking for trouble in Oregon with that. Why? A lot of shit grows funky in Oregon with open air anything. There's like a teaspoon of this left if you want it. It's <laughs> a, a teaspoon. Of yeah, hand. you know what? So I don't. I don't know. I mean, we're on the forty-fifth parallel. What, what's on the forty-fifth parallel I mean, next to it? Super Belgium. moist. I mean, you get the moist temperatures. You get. I mean, mold spores grow like crazy. Mildew spores grow like crazy. So I can't imagine what an open-air brew vat would uh, would do here. Um, I would almost be afraid to try that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think the I think 
I think the concept is okay. I think uh, when we look at the 45th parallel, I'm looking at a map here. It's northern Italy, the Dolomites. <clears throat> it's Serbia, Croatia. So it's not Belgium. Belgium's north of that, which is going to be yeah. wetter and colder. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can pull that off. I think, uh, I don't know what I just dropped. But I don't either. The, um, I think you're going to have to do, I, I think the way you survive that open air, really funky, anything goes kind of mentality is you do a high alcohol content beer. Yeah, right. Because then that, that high alcohol content kills a lot of the funkiness. Right, because it just controls itself. Right. right. So, yeah. Well, well, let's listen to what these guys say. This is, uh, again, great divide brewing. Good idea. You talked about doing a raspberry beer earlier in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd thought about doing that. But, yeah, and uh, so this is a kind of a spin on that. That's kind of why I was thinking about it. And uh, we'll listen to that clip and then come back at you. Cool. We're doing a fruit inoculation. So the idea is that the beer goes in under 90 degrees, about 85 degrees, and then we're able to add uh, fresh organic fruit to it and allow the microbes that wrote in on the fruit to start the fermentation process. I mean, obviously it's going to get a little bit of the flavor of the fruit that we put in it, um, but the microbes that contribute and what flavors they add to the beer, that we don't know. And instead of putting fruit in or some other inoculant, you actually allow the air to inoculate the beer itself. So it's more of just an ambient inoculation of microbes that are in the air, whatever blows over it as it cools uh, throughout the night. And then the following day, uh, we moved it over to oak and allow it to ferment in oak. For Paradox, it's really about constant evolution, experimentation, uh, how we can move our understanding forward um, and how we can move beer forward. Uh, it's fun for us to continue to evolve our flavors, our tastes, our likes, and, and keep moving things forward. Fruit inoculation. You know what that sounds like to me? <laughs> what? It sounds like you caught something you weren't supposed to, and you, you got to get a shot for it. So we've talked about this on the podcast, though. We've talked about, like, brewing and how everybody's so worried about being picture-perfect, right? Like, like it's got to taste like Budweiser over, right. and, yep. over and over yeah. and over and over and over. It's got to taste like Hefeweizen over and over. Yeah. But these guys are like... Eh, let's try something different. Let's make something crazy and zany, and hopefully it catches on. Well, the funny thing is, these guys, the way they're doing it, there's no way in hell they're repeating it. No, not at all. There's right? no way. Every beer is a one-off. Right. Well, in this series, right? So whatever they're right. making right Yeah, now. because right. when you're open air fermentating like fermentation like that, there's no way in hell you can repeat that process. Because you could have a different strain that decides to blow in that night versus what you had before. You're not going to get the same beer every time. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Interesting concept. I'm not sure at the homebrew stage where I'm like trying to make decent beer that I want to drink. Yeah. If I want to blow a bunch of time and energy in open air fermentation and having some sort of questionable result. Well, yeah, and I think that's the big thing is... If you have something that's just non-drinkable at the end of that, what right. do you do with it? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, again... It's I mean, if, if you don't have a distillery, you're kind of just throwing money out the door. It's um, cool concept, but I'm not sure about practicality. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For the home brewer. Um, right. But I think you could, if, you caught, if you caught the right edge, right, you can make some cool, funky oh, beers. Oh, you could make some really cool, funky beers, but... You just never know what's in the air. Yeah. Well, and so that's kind of the fun of it. And that's but, part of the allure, right? But you we talked about know. that with the monastery up in Mount Angel and that they're all stainless, all yeah. self-contained. <laughs> but a lot of the monasteries in Belgium, which are north of the 45th parallel where we're at. Completely open air. Are completely open air. And yeah. in like moldy basements and things like that. Yeah. That are like... A thousand years old and that are brewing down in these basements and they've been doing that for a thousand years thousand years right so and it's like wait a minute 
it doesn't like they can make good beer and they make good beer that's close where people like taste it yeah and it's the close because it's the same recipe sure but um i don't know it, it's just different styles of brewing it doesn't have to be so exact it has to be about whether it's drinkable or not so here's a question for you yeah isn't beer just a form of penicillin <laughs> no not really because penicillin's not yeast Penicillin's mold. <laughs> Penicillin's what's growing in my uh, little cylinder downstairs that Debbie sticks the orange juice on. Sure, but the, <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so, but but your open airs, you could get mold spores in there. You could, but I think that's probably an <laughs> undesired effect, right? right? But I think it's again, you've got to get fermentation going fast. Yes, so, just as you said, so that. Active fermentation is of that particular strain is overriding and anything else. And then it else. takes anything else out. Right, right. right. So yeah. the mold, I mean, none of that can grow because... Because they're competing. And you heard them. They only go 24 hours, <clears throat> and then what do they do? They pop it into an oak cask barrel right. and let it ferment inside that barrel. Yeah. So that's good. And they're stripping so the they, fruit. So they've got some control <clears throat> factors in place there. Yeah, but they're basically jump-starting. Instead of pitching anything, Right. they're pitching fresh fruit with the idea of attracting things to the fruit right. to begin the fermentation process. Yeah, and then popping it in a barrel and letting it do its thing. Right. So so there's a brewery called Jester King out of Austin, Texas, and Jester King makes a bunch of cool barrel-age type stuff, but they're known for their wild farmhouse wild uh, barrel-aged ales, and uh, they do a lot of open-air fermentation as well and messing around, and some of their stuff is, like, world-renowned. They're, like, known for it. Interesting. So, interesting. Totally different place, and not that I'm willing to go there yet, but... I don't know that I would do it in my garage, though. Really? Yeah, because you've got got a lot of pollutants from exhaust from your car or everything else in there, right? So you just never know what's going to end up in your beer. You know what you do it in? Your bathtub. My bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) That's perfect, dude. Bathtub. How many how many Air Force party or you didn't go to any? How None. many military parties did you <laughs> oh, go to? Absolutely zero Air Force parties. Where they had a grog bowl or some sort of like uh, like crazy punch where everybody dumped their booze in the uh, bathtub. You've been to those parties, I know you have. Never in the bathtub. Never in the bathtub. A toilet bowl? No. <laughs> we all, we always had like a big vat. You had a big vat? Yeah. You you know those great big metal containers that we used to use. Um, you'd fill them with ice and put your beer in. Yeah, we just used that. We used bathtubs and we used I mean, because the alcohol is killing anything that's in there. Right? <laughs> it is, dude. <laughs> Shit, they used used to use alcohol prior to surgery. They'd pour it in the whis- whiskey in the wounds and oh, sure, yeah. So, and then the toilet bowl. Oh, that's beautifully clean. <laughs> wow. The. Uh, the big uh, airman's, it was not the airman's party, what was the hell? There was a big uh, on-base deal where they did a bunch of awards and ceremony st- ceremonial stuff and it always turned into a big drinking party with yeah. the generals and the colonels and officers basically enlisted. And they always had a toilet bowl in the middle of the place. It was a brand new, brand new toilet they would I hope buy. So. But everyone would bring a bottle that was an officer and dump it in dump there. Dump their stuff in. And then if you got caught with your elbows on the table or something like that, you had to take a drinking from the toilet bowl punch. You had to drink from the grog. They yep. called it. Yep. So interesting stuff, but different concept than open air fermentation. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> by a long shot. So, some beer festivals coming up we should probably talk about, because I know you and I have talked about a few about trying to go to something. Uh, so, eleven sixteen. that's this coming uh, week, that's uh, on Friday, there is an Ice Stein Carving Workshop. You into that? So, basically, a beer stein, and you're carving it out of ice. Carving it out of ice. Yeah. But that's on Friday. It's on a Friday night. Oh, a Friday night. Yeah, that might be okay. It's a workshop. But but depends on the time. Because um, my work hours have changed so drastically. I'm working until like 6, 6.30 on Fridays now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what time it was, but it sounded interesting. Yeah, uh, that does sound kind of interesting. The next day at the Abbey uh, Bar and Bottle Shop over off of Northwest 21st, so 11.17, 
They're doing a dark Belgian beer festival. Free samples of dark Belgian beers. That's a Tim thing. That's totally a Tim thing. Yeah, he loves the Belgians. Yeah. Dark Belgian beers, so eleven seventeen. I like dark beers, but I don't know that I'm into the dark Belgians. Yeah, I don't know if I'm either, but it'd be interesting to like have a bunch side by side and kinda I mean if it's if it's that thing for that event, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So eleven nineteen, Terminator's birthday. So Yay, big birthday. deal. Um and then the holiday opens. Yeah, what are we doing? We're not volunteering. We're not? Nope. Why? Well, that's what we said we weren't doing last year. After we got done, we said, well, no, we're not doing this. So are we going to go? We might. Or do you want to volunteer? I'm fine with volunteering. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to volunteer for that. <laughs> Why? I, I'm actually, it's funny because I think this was exactly opposite. I was like, I'm not doing this shit yeah, again. Yeah, And, then and you're like, meh. And now I'm like, eh, i Now you're in. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. Um, do you just want to go? We, we got to go. We could go without a doubt. Um, I think bike. I think we kind of got screwed by volunteering. Well, we got um, screwed by volunteering on the last day, and well, that was our problem. That was our fault. Yes. It, it. Yes. Yes. But no, I don't think I want to volunteer. I just don't. Um, nothing personal against the holiday O fest, but. Uh, I thought we had a pretty good time with some oh, of the we people did. around we, and all we that. Had, we had a blast, but I think that from a personal standpoint, I don't want to commit to something right now. That's cool. Because um, I just don't know if I can commit and and be able to do it. All right. That's all right. my problem right well, now. Well, we should think about going because I think uh, the lineup is supposed to be spectacular. Yeah. So it's a little bit spendy to get in. Of but, course. But... Uh, I think I think we could go and spend a couple hours, call it good, yeah. and get the hell out of there. Um, so Pacific Growlers on eleven sixteen. So that's this Friday. Dark Friday. They're having Dark Friday. They're yeah. having Abyss seventeen. They're having uh, Dark Muse, a Bourbon Barrel Dark Muse, um, a KBS, um, and then the thirtieth anniversary of the Blackview Porter. So, and I'm sure there'll be some other stuff on tap 30th as well. 30th anniversary? Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, they had that a few weeks ago, too. Yeah. Like, they had it on Nitro, I think, because Debbie was drinking it. Um, or no, they had the Black Butte on Nitro. They didn't have the 30th anniversary. So, yeah, I think I think I may go there Friday night. Like, once I get off work, roll over there, grab yeah. some pints, call it good. Uh, maybe get, like, some Thai food. Debbie's out of town. She's in Hawaii, so... What? Yeah. She's in Hawaii and you got left behind. Yes. She she in her defense, they did want me to go and but as a new employee of the state of Oregon. Oh yeah. I got no benefits. So well I got no leave benefits. No, you you just got all those other holidays off. Yeah. <laughs> Veterans Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And every other government holiday. Yeah, well, that's kind of nice because yeah. I've always had to work them. So <clears throat> I'm uh, thinking about going to that this weekend. Okay. And then we'll skip a couple months. We'll skip a month. 126, the Tualatin uh, Winter Brew Festival hosted by Stickman. There's not a lot of details on this thing. That's then, in January. Huh? Yeah, January 26, Tualatin Winter Brew Festival. The 2019 Beer Festival. So I am in... Sun River that weekend skiing. Well, there you go. So, but again, Stickman's putting this thing on. Support them. It's a school fundraiser of sorts for like a high school, huh. I think Twalton High School. So, but a winter brew festival at Stickman, and then the granddaddy of them all. And in two days, tickets go on sale. Is it two days? No, Black Friday. Uh, Dark Arts 2019 at Fort George. Yeah, you were telling me this one gets kind of crazy. This one's crazy. Tickets sell out by usually 10 a.m. Um, on Black Friday. Yeah. This is uh, February 16th, 2019. You've got to buy your tickets on Black Friday, so you got to commit early. And um, it's called the Carnival of Stouts. They have 60 bourbon barrel stouts. Holy moly. <laughs> It's a, so it's a headache waiting to happen. That is a strong, strong day. I was told that you need to go early, have a few drinks, go get something to eat, go back, 
get a few more drinks, go get something to eat, come back, go get something to eat, and re- <laughs> basically you repeat that cycle. Because they Every said, two hours. if you try to power through this thing, you're done. You're obliterated. Yeah, I'll bet. And they said the best part of the festival happens near midnight. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. All like, the freaks come out. Yeah, like everybody's dressing goth and like doing their thing and a carnival goth. So uh, a lot of like fishnet stockings and like freak built. Huh. So. Freaky. Yeah. So um, I have us in for tickets. So we're... We are in line. Well, the problem, though, is uh, lodging, right? Um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Sleeping in the back of the rover. <laughs> in February. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, so we'll know Black Friday if we get tickets or not. That's a good point. Right? So, and if, if we get tickets, which I'm pretty confident we're going to get tickets here. Yeah. So, then we can just start pressing the thing and there's a couple koas in there so worst case scenario we stay at a campground (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) in february (laughs) uh we'll find some yeah it'll happen but if we get tickets that's cool because this thing sells out quickly so it sounds like it um and then 223 the seattle museum of flight and i've been to this with tobin uh, it's the Hops and Props event. Tickets actually go on sale for Hops and Props for the 223 uh, festival. And it is uh, fantastic. It's at the Seattle Museum of Flight. Yeah. You are drinking beers and hanging out. McCormick and Schmicks caters the thing underneath the airplanes in the Museum, Museum of Flight. Well, that's cool. So, like, the SR 71 Blackbird is like. Right, right on there. top of you as you're drinking. Yeah. Um, there's flight simulators that you're in. There's all sorts of things. Like the whole place is opened up. It's as much as you can drink for 95 bucks. Yeah, these days is not a lot. Right. But, it's uh, not a lot, but you could, they're three ounce samples, right? Yeah. And it's catered food, like and, high well, end food. And, and you're just rubbing elbows with some pretty big people times. Yeah. A lot of times, so, right? pretty cool event um so but i don't know if we can do both of those events i think we have to pick one yeah that might be tough to swing both of those because those are two back-to-back weekends yeah so and then looking further out may 2019 we've got to do this this year because we missed it last year um is hellshire day and it's 40, <laughs> 40 plus, plus barrel aged beers. beers at Oakshire down in Eugene. Oh my God. And it's Hellshire's release party. That's so an for, overnighter. Yeah. Well, both those. The freaking Dark Arts Festival is. Well, yeah. The, Dark Arts Festival could be like a two nighter. All, all three of those are like overnighters at least. So the rumor I heard on the Dark Arts Festival is the next day when you wake up, you roll over to the bar and they're blowing out the, all what's, the kegs. All the kegs. And yeah. they said bring a couple growlers. And for like five or ten bucks, you can fill up your growler and take barrel-aged beers home. But I'm like, do you really want to if you woke up the next day? Yeah, I don't know. You might wake up with a nasty headache the next day and go like, fuck that. I ain't ain't even taking that poison home. (laughs) Yep. And then really, how long does that shit last? I'd have to get it home and bottle it. Yeah, you'd have to get it home and put some carbonation onto it immediately. That would be tough. Yeah. Well, there's there's the upcoming events that I'm looking at. So, <laughs> a lot of dark beer. <laughs> so where does uh, where's the Timbers like uh, preseason stuff fit into that? So Timbers preseason will fall into that Tualatin Winter Brew Festival thing, That's like cool. right in that like in there to the first week. So it'll be somewhere in there. Okay. Um. So we'll have to take a look and see how that looks. But when Debbie chose our weeks for Sun River. She picked that 126 weekend. I know that for sure. Yeah. So we'll be in Sun River that weekend, um, but we'll have to take a look. Yeah, the reason I'm asking that one is because I've got a bunch of guys that I served with in the military that are all trying to get together, and I think they're trying to get together in May down in Arizona. Oh. So in that's, May? Yeah, I think it's in May. I'll have to double-check it all, but uh, didn't know if I was going to be able to make that based on everything that was going on damn yeah that's an ass kicker that last one that thing got warm and it opened up and boy does it wow that is something well what else you got buddy 
that's it. That's all I got. And that's all? That's all I got. Well, I've got a couple weeks till the Timbers play. Got some beer to make. Yeah, got to buy some ingredients so gotta we can get brew some this weekend. So I can brew. What what day are we thinking uh, this weekend? I'm thinking Saturday. I like but, that. Uh, well, my schedule's open the whole week, by the way, yeah. weekend because Debbie's in Hawaii. Yeah, so Saturday would probably be the best day. Okay, I'm thinking maybe. Cool. Um, just, just in case I don't get to clean up right away, I just still have an extra day to get to it. <laughs> I'll be there at six a.m. No. With my mucks on. I'll still be sleeping at 6. <laughs> um, I thought you were getting up early these days. No, no. Early for me these days is like 8. Oh, okay. Maybe 9 on I the weekends. I need to loan you Gabby, and then uh, you can get up at 6 no, a.m. with her. No, hell no. I don't need that. <laughs> don't need don't need a new dog waking me up. Um, but yeah, I think, I'm thinking Saturday, probably fire things off about 10 o'clock, maybe that way, I've got uh, got enough time to get everything done. Bonus. Well, we will connect on that day then, and uh, I guess we'll figure out when we'll drop the next podcast. So, but uh, with that, have a wonderful week, Tim Beers. Tim Beers. proud to join my fellow citizens in saying thank you to our nation's veterans. For generations, Americans have answered the call to serve in our armed forces. The brave patriots who have worn the uniform of the United States selflessly place the concerns of the nation above their own. In defending our flag and our freedom, they set the standard for courage, honor, and duty. For this, our veterans and their families deserve our thanks. They also deserve the very best care and support our nation has to offer. We have a responsibility to honor our veterans and empower them to continue to serve as national assets. I'm confident in the future of our country because I know the character of our country. As Commander-in-Chief, I was honored to salute men and women who stepped forward to protect America. They are examples of patriotism and sacrifice. And I know that even after their military service is complete, They have a lot more to offer. With support from their families, fellow citizens, and nonprofit organizations, our veterans continue to lead and serve in new and meaningful ways. This Veterans Day, Laura and I thank our vets from the bottom of our hearts. May God bless you and your families. May he watch over those who are currently serving. And may God continue to bless the United States of America.